The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 202. 202. We are live, as always, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all sorts of good places. If you're joining us live, then welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure you leave a comment over there. We don't know that you're out there unless you do say something. If you're watching in replay or listening in podcast form, the conversation does not have to end right now. Utilize that comment section. Make your comments, ask your questions, all of that good stuff, and we'll try to get those answered as much and as quickly as we can. If you want to call into the show, yes, you can call in or text in. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends over at sportsmansguide.com. That number is 530-364-4678. If you're out there and you're a veteran or really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that dark hole and you're you're questioning whether there's a light out there anymore, uh Feel free to call, text, email me 24-7. I can't give you medical advice, but I might be able to give you um, a pretty decent ear to listen to and all of that stuff. We can talk you through some stuff. But if you are looking for somewhere that you can get legit answers and get sent towards medical health, please remember two things. One, you're not alone in this fight. You've got a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing to help. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. That number is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. It is scrolling down below as well. We will always be spotlighting the United States Marine Corps. So if you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, please see the website, marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. It's a great place, great website for uh, very pro-gun, pro-2A, pro-freedom podcasts, all on one website. A lot of your favorite podcasts are already over there. So go check out selfdefenseradio.net. Let me get this off of my ugly mug and uh, welcome in a couple of buddies of ours. We've got... Uh, Got a couple of us in here. We're going to have some fun. We're, we don't have, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm lazy and I'm freaking tired. I've had a long weekend. Um, and honestly, I did not uh, come up with a topic. So we're going to do a free for all. So be thinking of your questions. Be thinking of topics that you guys want to talk about. We're going to have fun before we introduce the, our buddies hanging out with us tonight. Um, make sure up there at the pinned comment. Up there, go make sure you check out our polls, our ghost tactical polls for this week. It's over on our community tab and uh, get those votes. And we'll go over those here in a little bit. And I uh, want to send a quick shout out to uh, Mandatory Carry, $5 super chat. Thank you, brother. He says, keep fighting and tell the boomer to answer her phone. So, don't know. 
But uh, thanks, Mandatory Carry. As you guys know, we do not ask, nor do we encourage Super Chats. But if you do, know that every single penny of those goes towards sending care packages to our troops overseas, uh, our men and women downrange, uh, defending our great nation. Uh, so let's say hello. We've got from, uh, I don't know if it's a great state. Um, I've been to Chicago many times. I like Chicago. I don't know if Illinois is a great state or not, but he will tell us. We got, uh, hey, our double G's in the house, regular gun guy. What's up, Holmes? How you doing, bro? What's up, bro? How you been? Hey, we're good. Uh, were you down in Houston this weekend? I was. We'll talk about that here in just one second. I bet you had some fun, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It was great. First time in Texas. Oh. Well, then you're okay. Uh, mandatory carries says, Boomer is my pet name for fixed bayonets. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and from the great state of Texas, my home state, um, he's going with his second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever his latest channel up there. It's a uh, Clover Tech card. So if you're into sports trading cards and all that, he just started up a new channel. It's great stuff. Love it. Uh, been on with him a few times uh, talking about memorabilia and, and cards and all that. But uh, yeah, from the great state of tax, we got Clover. What's up, home? Hey, man. What's happening? Not much. So um, yeah, I want to go back to um, RGG real quick and, and tell us a little bit about what happened this weekend. You had a shoot down in Texas. Uh, tell me what all happened and all that good stuff. So we did a, um, I did my first ever meetup. So just for the channel, you know, for people that come to the live and then I invited a lot of YouTubers, whoever wanted to, to come out. And it was a great turnout. We went down to Texas. We, we had a night out on Friday. We went to the range on Saturday. And man, I'm, I'm extremely happy how it turned out. It was great. Can't wait to do it next year. Yeah, did you uh, did you shoot anything that you had never shot before? A whole bunch of stuff I never shot before. Gotcha. What was your favorite? Like, of all the things that you shot that you had never shot before, what was your favorite, probably? Full Auto 50 Beowulf. Oh, damn. That would be fun to shoot. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, was that something at the range, or did someone bring that with them, or what? That was one of our fellow two A YouTubers, Jay the Shooter. Okay, yeah, yeah, he, sure. He, he had he has several different um, full autos. That's, that's pretty, a full auto nice, fifty man. Beowulf though. I, I I've never seen a fifty full uh, Beowulf <laughs> auto. Uh, Clover, have you ever seen one of those? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have not seen a, a full auto fifty Beowulf. That probably was fun as hell to shoot, wasn't it? Yeah, it made me moonwalk a little bit, but I was okay. <laughs> That's just gonna happen. You're gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, so you got to meet a lot of uh, people. That's the great thing about going to industry shows or the, uh, different places in Tulsa or wherever. You get to meet a lot of people that you see online and actually meet them in person and shake their hand and make sure they're not robots and. That's that's the that's the really the cool thing about it is meeting a lot of people that they're your friends, you just have never actually met them in person. That's always a cool thing to do. Yep, I agree. It was real nice, man. Yeah. So uh, you got anything new in the that you uh, in the arsenal that you've recently purchased or anything or nothing too I crazy? Talked, I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, no, nothing too crazy though. Um, okay. 
a couple small handguns, but there you go. I haven't, I haven't done too much crazy. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, new. No, I, I, I've got. So a buddy of mine, um, it's kind of the general manager at the local gun shop. Every time a gun comes into the shop that he thinks that I might like, he'll always send me a text. And a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I guess, uh, he sent me a picture and it was a Beretta 92 custom carry. And I don't own a custom carry. I, I own a, um, an FS and all that, but uh, I'm a bunch of Berettas, but I don't have a custom carry. And, and the guy was wanting like 1200 for it, and uh, which is exceedingly overpriced, but it's what it is. It's just one of those on consignment, so he can kind of name whatever price he wants. And I told him, I said, look, here's a standing offer for $800. You know, um, here's $800, and it's an offer. It's a standing offer. If two or three months down the road he hadn't sold it for what he wants, let him know. But I haven't heard from him, so that might happen here. Who knows? It'd be yeah. interesting. Be interesting. Yeah. But no, nothing nothing new in a while. I guess the newest thing would be, I guess, the, uh, the APX I got back in, I guess that was April or May. So that's having nothing, nothing new since then. Yeah, I really do like it. I've been carrying it for the last month or so. really do like that. It's growing on me. Um, I really wasn't a, a huge fan of the trigger right out of the box, but the, the more I'm, I've been running through it, yeah, it's uh, it's really, it's really, it feels, it's always felt good in the hand. That trigger's getting a lot better, so it's really growing on me. I don't think it's going to be up there with like a PPQ or a Canic trigger, um, but it's definitely pretty damn good. But yeah, that, that gun's grown on me a lot. But I'm a Beretta fan, so when I hear Beretta's going to have a striker fired, you know, polymer frame, that's kind of right up my wheelhouse. So I had to jump on that, you know. What's okay. up, Row Row? How you doing? Uh, let's see here. Let's run through Row Row. Let's let's run through the uh, the chat real quick. Uh, G23 said first mandatory carry out there is again. Gun loving grandpa. What's up, Buck? Uh, let's see here. Gizzard Gary. Gary's got a link if he wants to jump in. Clover's out there running double duty. MK Joe. Uh, I think Clover calls him Kojo or something like that. Our <laughs> good friend, our good friend Rod Gates. What's up, Rod? How you doing? Hey, Kevin. No, no. He uh, he's a good friend of ours. He's in the industry. He's got some really um. He was uh, the owner of gun cleaners and all that. He's got, he's really just on top of that, he's just a great guy. Uh, sure. Clover and I went out of Texas a couple years ago, three years ago, I guess, maybe, and shot with him and his wife. Really super awesome guy and all that. But yeah, just really salt of the earth individual. Uh, Midnight Range, what's up, Chef Boy RD? How you doing? Keith Gregory, my favorite squids out there. What's up, squid? Uh, guns and barbecues out there. JS, Jason Stewart. Uh, I think I'm skipping my things jumping all over the place, but uh, Jacob S is out there. What's up, Jacob? Two two three DMR. What's up, homie? TJ TJ's out there, and you see TJ out there with a different colored name and a crayon next to his name. That lets you know that he's a channel member. So thank you to all my channel members out there, and obviously all my patrons. We love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Keep the lights on for sure. Um, everyone knows how much this costs. It does cost money, and yes, 
you guys are a big part of being able to do all the stuff that we do. So thank you so much. G Webs is out there. I think G's got a a link if he wants to jump in. Uh, Roro, I said Roro Zippy's. I hadn't seen Zippy forever. What's up, Zippy? What is going on? Defense Dad's out there. Got a bunch of people out there. Oh yeah. Um, F and H is out there. So yeah. So, like I said, if you guys haven't gone over to the uh, polls, we're going to start out on the polls because I think these are fun ones. I try to have a little fun and throw a few polls out every week. And uh, the first poll has got 208 votes. The question is, I'm going to pose this to uh, RGG and to Clover also, but uh, have you ever had a conversation with someone and thought to yourself, you're the reason why there are directions on shampoo bottles? You ever had a conversation where you thought something about that? I know I have. Uh, and apparently 93% of the people, the 208 voters, have had that conversation or and thought, man, you're the reason why we have, and it doesn't be a, a shampoo bottle, but you're the reason why we have directions on everything. you got to wonder about that. Have you guys had conversations with people you just thought, man, you're just not real smart? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I know Clover has he has conversations with me every all, every day, so that's an everyday occurrence. <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. Rich White, the one percent's out there. What's up, Earl? Uh, let's see here. The second, the second one. This is my favorite one, actually. Actually, I'm gonna do that one last. The second one's gonna come up of the following. Of the following, this is Clover and R Double G. For if you want to answer this, also, if they were gonna make a movie about your life. Who would you want to narrate the story of your life? James Earl Jones, Morgan Freeman, Patrick Stewart, or Liam Neeson? None of the above. I almost put Samuel L. Jackson instead oh, of Patrick Stewart because Samuel my, my life story needs a couple needs a couple f bombs in yeah. there so yeah. i knew Steve, he would, he'd say fuck all the time so <laughs> i almost put him on there uh, and i probably should have but patrick stewart has a great voice as well uh clover so of those four i'm gonna ask you two questions of those four who would you go with and then obviously you said in the above so who would you get to choose to narrate your life story of those four, probably, probably James Earl Jones. Okay, I mean Darth Vader. Come on, come I understand. On. Yeah, absolutely, on. one of the greatest voices of all time. Sure. Um, but then who did you really get? Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be different. Oh, no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, I, I got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So George Washington out there says, uh, "Was it Bernthal, the guy that plays a Punisher? He like the Punisher's character to do his." Dude, I like Defense mm -hmm. Dad. He says Bobcat Goldweight. Only, only if he, if he, only does, if he does the voice. Yeah, only if yeah. he does the voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill B out there in the comments was said he's. I'm going to go with Samuel L. I said I almost put him on there for sure. Man. Now, Midnight Range out there in the comments of the question says, Jack Black. I am not a Jack. He drives me crazy. So I, I'm not a big Jack Black fan. I really am not. Yep. Um, about the only thing he was ever in that I could stomach was School of Rock, I think. 
And I didn't even like that movie, honestly. Like I, just, I said, the only thing I could stomach yeah. was that. Yeah. Now, John Green says Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's got an interesting voice. Uh, Kazari says Robin Leach. Now, most people that are young, they might not know who Robin Leach is, but he was with the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And El Rambo commented Hulk Hogan. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> brother. Brother. Now, if I was going to go the wrestler, I might have gone with like uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper or um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan or someone like that. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe, but the way that uh, the way the Ultimate Warrior always Ultimate did Warrior. his promos, like he he talked, um, you know, I, I don't know, it's yeah. really weird. Almost like uh, talked about ancient stuff, and uh, just the way that he presented things was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Jacob says, "I really don't know who these people are." <laughs> he's like 22, he's like twenty two years old. So yeah, probably. Bless his heart. Yeah, uh, let's try to see here. Now, one person out there is saying that Clover had to be Danny DeVito. I think that's a shot on your height. DeVito would be Ooh, okay. Patriot, Patriot says um, James Earl Jones, but does he know how to speak FUD? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Um, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Positive of it. He also says Marlon Brando. Now, only if he did the Godfather's voice. I, I wouldn't mind Marlon Brando if he did Godfather's voice. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> thinking There's hard. Red Foreman, and if you know Red Foreman, you know the '70s show. Uh, dumbass. Yeah, that would be a great one. Kurt Wood. Kurt Wood Smith. Yeah. Kurt Wood Smith. Oh snap! Fifty dollars. G twenty three. Good lord. He said fifty dollars. Let's talk about it. How we as a two A community are going to screw over the veterans, so I might as well help the troops downrange. Um, um, what is he talking about? Context, so, I guess. What? Huh? Well, there's there's a couple things that he might be talking about. Um, there's some legislation that I've heard might be coming around that is to possibly hurt um, veterans a little bit with PTSD and stuff like that. Um, I think a lot of people are going after veterans. Uh, I know that someone put out, and I don't remember who it was. It was either Johnny or someone in that little uh, was talking. I'm not saying it was Johnny, but someone was talking about veterans being a large part of our community, but then um, are a bad part of our community. Now, there are parts of it that I'll agree with. And I saw some that Tony Simon put out, and I thought, well, he's a veteran too, so I can, he, he, he can say it. But um, he's basically saying that, you know, just because you're a veteran doesn't mean that you are an expert in certain things of tactics or firearm handling. We all know there are veterans that never shot a gun their entire time in the military. But yet they're still passing themselves off as veterans and all that. But I think a lot of it's just eating our own. Um, G23 saying pistol braces and legislation. Now, if you're talking about that, that's not just veterans, bro. That's anyone that is going to be um, physically, dis uh, I wouldn't say disabled, but physically unable to maybe shoulder a rifle or, or something like that um, the right way. 
So pistol braces isn't going. What, let's let's not try to bring the car to the veteran. Um, I promise you, there's a lot of other people out there that need pistol braces more than veterans do. Um, yeah, but, but here's yeah. the here's the thing. Here's the problem I have with that. Right. So you make this argument, right? The whole disabled yeah. argument on pistol braces, and that's fine. But you know what? We ain't all rolling around in freaking wheelchairs, right? We don't all walk around on crutches unless we need them, right? Yeah. So the thing is, everybody has pistol braces, and the vast, vast majority don't need pistol braces. They don't need them. They don't require them for a disability. Well, um, there's this is going to piss some people off, too, but... If we all want to be honest and truthful about it, I'm not saying for everybody, but the vast majority of people, including myself to some extent, that have AR pistol to pistol braces is to get around the tax stamp. Let's just be honest. Well, I mean, that's real, it's, that's it's arbitrary and it's silly and it should be legal regardless. No doubt. No doubt. That's where I'm going with it. I'm not saying, yes, regulate them. What oh, I'm no, saying is quit not, using the whole... Why, why? Quit using the, the whole being regulated. SBR shouldn't even be a, a tax stand to begin with. Because right. if you're going to go down the road, if you're going to go down the road of, oh, these, these help out the disabled veterans and the handicapped people and blah, 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 blah. If you go down that road, you're opening the door for them to say, oh, okay, guess what? As long as you've got a note from your doctor, you can have one. Um, that's right. That's so right. what good does that do? That's they right. need to be non-regulated. They have nothing to do with anything. They're not NFA. They don't turn anything into a rifle, blah, 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 blah. And arbitrary definitions on them are stupid as well. So that's the argument we make. Now, G-Webs has a great argument. I, I disagree with it wholeheartedly, um, but I, I respect his opinion. He says, you can own a gun for others to use, like a grandkid or a friend with weak arms and wrists, i.e. a 9 millimeter shooter. Um <laughs> You know, I I I I, I understand uh, G Webs. Um, yeah, he's got to he's got to keep that nine millimeter is weak uh, argument going. But yeah, well, so answer this. Either one of you guys answer me this: Why is the SBR or SBS even a why why is it NFA item? What I'm asking seriously because I I've always wondered like, is there do we know why? Because I can't think of a legitimate reason as to why an SBR would need to be regulated. Well, you just don't you understand. Just, you just said, I don't know why. And then you said, I can't think of a legitimate reason. Unfortunately, that's two separate things because really there is no legitimate reason. Yeah. But, and I don't know why either. I mean, I don't know why it even started years ago just to make an SBR an NFA item. Because you could chop down long guns and make them more concealable. Basically, well, here's the thing. People say, well, you can do that with a handgun, right? Well, here's the thing. Handguns were originally going to be regulated under NFA. Yep. I'm with G23. It's a money grab, man. I think that's exactly I think that's exactly what it is. But, but here's the thing, and, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here. We've talked about this a lot. If it was all about a money grab, then why have they not raise the price of stamps for inflated I'm, I'm just saying I know but hush not to this. <laughs> jinx 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 crossing my fingers here and stuff like, I'm not hush. the first person who said it so I know. 
Oh, I no. know you're not. I get it. I get no, it. I, but I, I, I cringe when people say that. I get it. I, I, I know. I get it. But if it is a money grab, you would think that that would have been done years ago. So here's the, here's the thing with that, though. A, a reasonable cost, right? And I'm using air quotes on reasonable. They're going to make more money than that they adjust for inflation, right? They're going to get yep. more people doing it because it's more reasonably priced. And so, mm -hmm. therefore, they're going to make it up in quantity, right? Yeah. That's my thoughts on that. Possibly. Uh, Jacob Bess out there. This will be a question we can answer. What do you guys think of the new prices of ammo will end up coming down to? And let's just take let's just take this as nine millimeter FMJ range ammo, okay? The Winchester white box, the Remington green box, that type that you can probably get for ten, depending where you buy it from, nine to eleven to twelve dollars, okay? Let's just say it's that stuff that is 15 cents around, 20 cents around, okay? I think you're going to see that price not anytime soon come down to that number. I think it's going to stay in from that. I think we'll end up at that 25 cents to maybe 30 cents per round. I think, uh, I think I you'll see it go about 10, 15 cents per round. I don't think it's going to stay at the, 40, the, the 49, 50 cents per round. I think it'll come down to that 25 to 30 cents around for a while. And it may come down back down to that 15 to 20 cents eventually. But I think for a while, you can anticipate it being that, that 25 to, to 30 cents. So add 10 cents to what it used to be. And I think that's where it'll be for a while. Uh, what do you think about you guys? I agree. I think 25 to 30 cents. I mean, yeah, I can't see it going much lower than that. It's not, not, for, a be, not for a while. Yeah. It, I don't think it'll ever get back to what it was. Okay. And that's just a matter of fact because of this thing we call inflation. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think it will. Fuel costs go up, shipping costs go up, the manufacturing costs go up you know, year to year to year to year, right? So the longer it drags on, the less it can go down, just simply because of inflationary measures. Um, sure. I've been buying lately. Uh, I like Federal Auto Match. Been seeing it in the Walmart stores around here uh, pretty regularly. Like we go into town like every Sunday, and I actually mm -hmm. passed was was gonna my wife was like we ought to pick up a couple and i'm like yeah hey, you know what i'm gonna leave them i got a hundred boxes or something like that do i really need two more boxes i was like i'm gonna pass this week because i'm seeing them every week right yeah. um, and they're literally a dollar a box higher than they were pre-pandemic pre-scare a dollar a box what caliber is that? um that's 22 um and then yeah 325 around 22 um and then, but nine millimeter, I think, like I said, that's about a dollar higher. Nine millimeter, I think, because um, I'm already seeing some of it at about what you're saying. I mean, before yeah. it was yeah. 10, 11, 12 dollars a box, and I'm yeah. seeing it for 14, 15 dollars a box, so a couple of dollars a box yeah. higher. And I think that's where it's going to be once it comes back yeah, around. I, I don't see. think it's going to get any cheaper. I, th I have been seeing um, on ammo seeking stuff. Stuff that you could get for 15, 20 cents around. I'm starting to see it around like 33 cents per round in that same kind of ammo. Uh, I'm seeing less. I'm, I'm seeing about 25 cents around, but that's like the Tula's, uh, like steel cased nine millimeter, which, eh. but like for brass cartridges and all that, I've seen it for about 33 to 40 cents. So it is dropping down, but I don't think, like I said, 
not for a while, and it may be ever. I think you might be right, Clover. It may never get down to where it was, but I don't think it's gonna be crazy high. You know, I think it'll you know still get down to twenty five cents around, maybe instead of fifteen. You know, but that's just me. Um, now Frank up there says forty three bucks in Illinois for twenty rounds. Whoa, uh, that's what? of nine millimeter. That's gonna be self defense that, stuff. So that's about. Twice as it's about twice if let's say you go with yeah because if you're going with like critical duty or something that's usually anywhere 20 to 25 bucks yeah let's say it's 22 so yeah that's basically double for self-defense if he's talking about self-defense ammo um rich out there says manufacturers have said that the price isn't going to be what it was once prices drop uh, their costs are higher. Federal is planning a price increase before the nonsense. There you go. Yeah. Um, now, 223DMR says $22 for a box of 30 at Bass Pro. 300 wow. 300 Yeah, $300. Wow. Wow. That's, wow, still- that's what I'm saying. Where? Uh, I'm going to have to. I wish I lived closer and I could keep tabs on that. We're talking nine millimeter, right? Not twenty two. No, no, that's gotta be no, that's gotta be twenty two. Twenty two dollars for a three hundred, that's high for twenty two. Depends on what it is. That can't be not well yeah. Bass Pro, yeah, yeah, yeah but I've that's seen not, that's not that's nine. that's not nine. If that's nine millimeter, they'd be sold out forever. So Sunday, that's Saturday. I don't remember if Saturday or Sunday. Anyway, we was in we was in a totally different Walmart than I normally find the Federal Auto Match, but they had the little milk carton looking twenty twos. I don't know if you've seen that, yep. but Federal mm-hmm. CCI uh, Blazer, the the Vista yep. brands, right? Yep. Um, they went to a milk carton style design, and it was two hundred rounds for like sixteen dollars and something. And I thought, man, that's expensive. But then I got to looking, and it was CCI yeah. mini mags. <laughs> And I thought, okay, well, mini mags, for two hundred for two hundred mini mags, that's not that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, I picked up a couple hundred rounds of mini mags not too long ago because I've got uh, that Kiapa M9 clone. It's a twenty two LR, and it only shoots mini mags. So uh, Walmart actually had it for the first time in a long time. So I got a couple. Yeah, I saw twenty two in um, the three hundred twenty five boxes when I was in Texas at the Walmart. Do you remember what they were selling for? No. I don't remember no. the price. It's right at 20 bucks after tax. Okay. 20 and some change after tax. Okay. Uh, TJ says they're about 50 cents per round. I'm assuming like we're talking nine millimeter here uh, right now in Florida, but that doesn't surprise. Now, G Webb's being the ever funny <laughs> guy he is, he said nine will drop down to $2 for a box for 50 once the, the fad run itself out. You know what? I will wait out the fad for that to happen. Uh, if that ever comes true, and Frank is right, ammo is gold right now. If you've got ammo, you can barter yourself some it's money if you wanted to. Not as gold as it once was. It's it was pretty. It was pretty good in April. If you had ammo in April, May time frame, you could name your price, buddy. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Drew from Mean Arms says Tuesday night freedom. Let's go. Let's go. You guys been watching the Olympics at all? No. I haven't. Uh, so it's um, – let's go here. I'll come back to the Olympics here in a second. Uh, born to be a shooter, Josh, as I scored three boxes of those 325 auto match ammo at Walmart as well. 
Um, so in here at Walmart for us, no matter what it is, whether it, it could be a 300 round box of 22 LR or a 20 round box of whatever, our Walmart, and I don't know if this is everywhere, but our Walmart is only uh, allowing you one box. Yeah, it's that way mm -hmm. every every place it, around here that has ammo is okay. one box. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Now, G Webb says milk carton packages should be illegal. Too many people trying to drink them. G is on his game tonight. He, he is. is on his game tonight. Uh, let's see here. Frank says Fioki 50 rounds, $65 in Illinois. Frank, where are you in wow. Illinois? I must be in a different Illinois. I'm... <laughs> You're is... in Illinois. He's in Illinois. Yeah, gotta be. <laughs> I'd never pay that much, man. Even the mom and pop stores, where I'm at, are cheaper than that. But I usually go to Cabela's. Yeah. And it's usually How about Cabela's 17 bucks a box. Four Cabela's or 50 rounds of nine. Yeah, do, now do they have uh, do they have restrictions on how many boxes you can get, or you can get as much as you want? You get five boxes. Five, um, that's not bad. Or unless, and if you're a member, you get eight. Okay, nice. Uh, he's in Tinley Park. Yeah, that's not too. I mean, that's south of me. I'm I'm northwest. He's south, but yeah, still, I'm not seeing prices like that. I think you see that's those places that are price gouging, you know. When you the smaller stores that really yeah. have the prices marked up, because some of it, right now I'm seeing twenty five to thirty dollars a box for fifty. Well, it, keep this in mind too when you're talking smaller stores, mom and pops and whatnot, right? If they went to distributors and they paid more They're for it, yeah. and they don't sell a lot of it, then the problem is they've got stuff on the shelf they paid way too much for, and so yeah. what do you do in that situation? It's bad. Yeah, Frank Moses says that Frank Figueroa might must be shooting the good good stuff. <laughs> Very well, could be, could be. Uh, let's go to our uh, last poll question. Um, see what you guys think, and this is going to be asked to you guys. But if a tomato, so people most people don't realize that tomato is not a vegetable. Technically, it's a fruit. Okay, yeah. let's say that. So if a tomato is a fruit. Is ketchup a smoothie? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked only, that only if it's cold. All right, I've got 253 <laughs> votes, and it's 54% say yes, ketchup is a smoothie, and 46 saying no. I'm with the 46, man. Well, I'm not, I'm not drinking ketchup. Interesting, interesting. You know, I wouldn't drink it with a spoon or a straw, so maybe that's the deciding factor. I don't, I don't think it would be because, because ketchup. I don't, I don't think I, I'm going to have to go with no simply because ketchup can be, has been, and is made with other things other than tomatoes. And so, well, and it's also got vinegar. Who wants to put vinegar into a smoothie? Right. You know. I never knew vinegar was in ketchup. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never thought about um, it. Now, one of the comments on the poll was Chris, less parents, less parents, whatever. He came out and said, it's a jelly. We're talking fruit. That's 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 a legitimate possibility is could ketchup be considered a jelly since it is made from fruit? 
uh, the consistency is not right. It's 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 a fruit spread. Is it not? Uh, this is true. It'd be more like a jam at that point. Then. Okay, okay, okay. Now yeah. we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> How do these questions get to your channel, man? Um, I have a really fucked up brain, dude. <laughs> I, I, my my brain goes weird places. My brain goes weird I'm places. So uh, yeah, every every Monday or Tuesday, I'll put out two or three polls to talk about on the show, and I've had fun doing them. And sometimes they're gun related, sometimes they're music related, sometimes they're movies, or they're all there's all over the place. But uh, everybody's buying in now. Everyone's buying in now. So uh, you know now now Rich out there says ketchup is more of a jam, but I I kind of tend to agree with Gizzard. He says tomato paste would be a jelly. That's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, John Z out there, a brother from uh, New York City, says, I love ketchup smoothie on his burgers and steaks. Got to have the sweet and salty combo. Now, you had me at burgers. You absolutely lost me at ketchup on a steak. You, you lost me. Uh, I, I, I thought we were friends, but I got no love for that. I got no love for that. Um. Mr. F and H says V8 though. So V8 is not just tomato. It's got eight or it's got eight different vegetable juices. So that could be a that could be a smoothie when you're talking about but it's a vegetable smoothie. So I think the only thing that would be considered a fruit in a V8 would be the the tomato. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. So Mr. F and H says is a taco a sandwich? No, it's a taco. The taco. <laughs> Jason Stewart says tomato pudding. First of all, I hate tomatoes. Tomato like, pudding. I, <laughs> I, you know. Uh, yeah. All right. So, our double G, we have a we have a long standing question that in the Gun Channels crew um, that we've been debating, and it's 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 gotten sometimes heated. Friendships have literally been lost due to this question. So, I want you to think about this, and I want you to take this question very seriously. This is a very serious question. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. Here we go. Here you go. Um, this is literally a question that we've asked at Shot Show. We've asked very famous people, um, but this is something that there is a complete divide within our Gun Channels community. But um, what okay, do you say? It, it's, yeah, let's go for it. And my answer has to have some significance because I'm a fat guy. So here we go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say yes. No, lift your head right. up, man. Don't feel bad. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to pat you on your head. You're okay. Come we'll, on, we'll... man. <laughs> All right. So, okay. That's cool. That's cool. What is See, your I'm, reason? I'm with Jacob. I'm with Jacob right there. Jacob's like six years old. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> the hot dog is a sandwich when the bun is ripped. If the bun is ripped, it's two pieces of sandwich at that point. It's two pieces of bread at that point. It possibly could be. So wait a minute. What is the other side of the argument? What is what the side of the argument? Is a hot dog is a hot dog. A sandwich is two pieces of bread, and a hot dog bun is one that's been sliced in half, still attached. So... I think a hot dog stand at its own, just like a, a burger. Do you consider a cheeseburger a sandwich, or is it a cheeseburger? <laughs> that was a good one. 
A burger. For me, it's it's telling me if I saw a poodle down there in that Texas heat, is that a hot dog? Come on, probably so. Yeah, probably so. If you saw what? If I saw a poodle in that Texas heat, is that a hot yeah. dog? Guarantee it was. I guarantee so, that was a hot dog. Is, that, is it a sandwich? No. Is it the same as the hot dog that we eat? Like, this is all confusing. I'm so fucked up right now. Listen, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, two live Cheeseburger is not a sandwich. You know, I, gonna, I, I think that kicked out the fat guy club, man. I think that the hot dogs and cheeseburgers, a, a restaurant, are hot dogs and burgers listed under sandwiches, or are they just listed as hey, we have hot dogs and burgers? Like, burgers have their own category, burgers, not sandwiches. Hmm. Like, for me, when I think of sandwich, I think of the ham, turkey. Tuna salad, all those you know, those are sandwiches. For me, that's just me. I'm not trying to t- talk you out of it. No, but okay. for me, a hot dog stands on its own. And I think that burgers stand on their own. That's yeah. just me. Rich White, he's got a good one. Let's see. What does Rich say? Uh yeah, no, no, no. Now this is where the sub sandwich comes in. A sub sandwich and it's bigger loaf of a bread, and they aren't cut all the way through. Uh-huh. I don't call it a sub sandwich, I call it a sub. Sub is a sub, burger is a burger, hot dog is a hot dog. What is a sandwich? A sandwich, a sandwich is two pieces of bread, some meat, or whatever you fill it up with, whether it's chicken salad, tuna salad, ham, turkey, whatever it is, two pieces of bread, a filling, and some condiments. Boom, sandwich. Except for a burger. Except so if I took one burger. piece of bread and I folded a hot dog up in it, it's not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Still a hot dog. I call and that a I call that a fold over. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Clover. Clover, when it comes down to burgers, hot dogs, all of that stuff, where do you fall no, in this? I agree. Thing? Burgers and hot dogs are their own category. I think they're they're their own I category. Like I know I like you. Now now two live moose says if meat on bread is a sandwich, then a pizza is a sandwich. No, because here's the thing. Where is the line between bread and crust? Because pizza's a crust. This is true. Yeah, you're not you're not going and getting a bunch of of pieces of bread and throwing some tomato sauce and mozzarella and pepperoni and calling that a pizza. That's called pizza toast, but it's not a pizza. You're not using bread to make a to- a crust of a pizza. So if you put bologna inside of a hot dog bun, is it a hot dog? Come on, oh, guys. Oh, it's the same, it's it's the same meat, basically. It's the same meat. So it's, so it's a hot dog. If, only if you roll it up first. <laughs> it's got to look like a hot dog. It's got to look like a hot dog for it to be a hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple good ones. Um, G West, G says, the other side is a hot dog is a separate thing. It's its own thing like a taco is. A sandwich just doesn't include calzones and enchiladas. So a burrito is only one piece of floured substance. So a burrito would not be a soft taco would not be a sandwich. A fried tortilla, which would be a taco, is not considered a sandwich. We're talking one piece. Uh, says Jimmy John's buns are attached on one side. So do they do they not sell sandwiches? I think they sell subs. 
Never been to Jimmy John's. We don't have a Jimmy John's here. I've been to and Jimmy Frank, John's. Frank says, you guys are pretty technical when it comes to food. Frank hasn't been around us long enough. We're just we're just having fun. This is this Frank, is a, they got me confused too, buddy. This has been a debate has been going on for years. It's it's pretty fun. And I thought I was a professional food guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jason says a hot dog in a bun is called a bologna tube sub. There you go. There you go. What? So, so all right. So the, the, this whole started was is there's a guy out there called Midnight Range TM. He's from Pennsylvania. And he's an, he's like a legit like chef, like at a restaurant executive chef. But he's also a great gun guy. He came up with this on his show years ago. And it's just kind of caught on is is a hot dog a sandwich. So let me ask you this one too. Okay. You know what a slim gym is, right? A slim gym. Yeah. Is that a candy bar? Hey, our double G ain't never coming back, dude. No, he ain't coming back. This is definitely my last trip here. Wait a minute. <laughs> slim gym. Slim gym a candy bar. So there are some people that think it is because you find it in the candy aisle. The Slim Jim is, no, is, no, is not a candy it. bar. Exactly. But there are people out there that are fucked up in the head that think because you can find Slim Jims in a candy aisle, it's a candy bar. No, it's cheap jerky is what it is. Now, there's a lot of different Slim Jims. Are there any Slim Jims that are remotely sweet? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't candy. matter. Rich White says it's meat candy. <laughs> G Web says there is there are hot dog sessions to a menu exactly. Uh, I'm not even going to say what Frank said out there because that's just disgusting. Um, so John Z says I tell you what to do: have a few shots before the show goes live. Things will then be more clear to you. I think he's talking to you. Uh, if you're going to come back and, and and we go down some weird rabbit holes, you might want to come back in drunk next time. And I don't even drink, but maybe I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I know. I'll start for this live. I got it. I understand. I understand. Uh, oh, okay. Jacob says, serious question. Answer yes or no. Ketchup on macaroni and cheese. No. Hell no. Hell no. Come on, Jacob. Nope. You've got to be kidding. Nope. Do you put mayonnaise in your cereal? <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> That's how weird he that took was. Too far. He took it. He took it too far. One step too far. That's how weird his question was. Well, I mean, back. if you think about it, you've got spaghetti with cheese, which is pasta with cheese, and then tomato sauce. So <laughs> he's what's he saying? He's trying to make a cheesy spaghetti. So working man's spaghetti, I guess, or something. Could be. Uh, now he's saying, uh, he's saying, I know someone who does it. Sure, he knows. It's, he's looking in the mirror, right. weirdo. Okay, so that's how about this one? Yeah. Okay, Clover, you're in Texas. Mm -hmm. Where are you, Ghost? I'm in Arkansas. Okay, both of you guys are south. Oh, yeah. Do you eat grits? Yeah. I've never eaten grits, or I should say that. I've never liked grits until I moved to where I am now in the restaurant. There's a restaurant here that adds like... Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is my question. Okay, so yeah. Grits. 
Yep. Sugar or salt and pepper? Um, I'll tell you this. I don't know because I only eat one uh, grits from one restaurant, and, and they it's their grits, but they add um, chicken broth to the grit. So it's got. So I don't know. I would guess that they're adding chicken broth a little bit. That would be salt and pepper. Yeah, so yeah I would go with salt and pepper. That would be I'm savory. I'm good on sweet stuff, so I would rather choose salt and pepper on most things than sugar. I, most of the time. Yeah, I'm going to go salt and pepper with grits typically, um, because if I'm going to go sugar, I, I'd rather have like an oatmeal or something. That to me, that's what this cream of wheat. If you put sugar in grits, AK yeah. level, what's up, bro? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. He said, "What are grits?" <laughs> Rich are like uh, no shit. Um, he's up north in Indiana, maybe in corn country. By the way, he's in Indiana in corn country and doesn't know what grits are. Frank said he never had grits, but it sounds like cornbread. No, grits are, <laughs> for, grits me, are- for me, it, it was never the fact that I didn't like it. Never because of the taste. I when I was growing up, I didn't like the texture. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. As I've gotten older, I I, I appreciate it. Yeah, so grits yeah. are a, grits are a think think oatmeal because oatmeal's a grain, right? So think oatmeal but with corn, I guess, kind of yep. in a way. Now Ross says grits go best with a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, same question with spaghetti. Spaghetti with salt and pepper, hundred percent. I would never choose. I would never choose sugar with, with spaghetti. That's just me. It's got to be salt. And sugar pepper. with spaghetti. I, I've never heard of sugar with spaghetti. So see, in the You're north right. here, sometimes that's really some people do that. Like they yeah, they do I've sugar on the grits. They put sugar in the spaghetti because really yeah, I've never okay. heard of that. I've seen so, it. Well, let me ask this question: Do they put? Because I've never heard of that. Do they put sugar in the spaghetti like with something? Like is it tomato sauce and they add a little sugar to it? No, you sprinkle sugar on top of the spaghetti. So G Webs so, is out there, and he he grew up in a little bit of time in Illinois. I want to say, G, did you ever hear about sugar and spaghetti or grits up in Illinois when you were up there? So now he says cinnamon and sugar on raw spaghetti is a thing. Have you ever heard of that? No, I never heard of it. I could under I could understand it. I think I could understand it. So cinnamon sugar on anything is probably pretty good. Back to the sugar thing. So here's a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people use sugar because I do this. A lot of people will use sugar to counter some of the bitter mm-hmm. flavor. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I fry squash, I'm not a fan of the taste of squash. But if I mix a little sugar in with my cornmeal, it counters the bitter in the squash and it brings out that the squash flavor more to, for me anyway, like my taste palette and whatever it brings out the flavor of the squash more for me so i've never I, had squash well it's okay yeah okay squash is one of those that will it's one of those that will almost absorb like whatever it's in the flavor of that for the most part hmm. um oh, let me you this because you're up north so down south we take it pretty seriously and there's different ways of cooking it but up in the, the Illinois, the Chicago area, is chili a big deal? Yeah, I love chili. You froze. 
Yeah, he does that occasionally. He's thinking hard. Give him a minute. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he might not come back after I'll let, that. I'll let him think it over, man. <laughs> it was definitely a serious question. He got he got excited. He might have unplugged something. Oh, yeah. I got a, I got an idea where he was going gonna go with that, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna put words in his mouth. But yeah, when we're talking chili, now I like, now I like multi meat chili, like different types of meat. Have you ever had anything like that? I, I, well, yeah, yeah, I like I like heavy heavy meat chili. Yeah, so I like uh, I did some uh, deer wild. Uh, so deer, all like game, right? All like wild animals. See, well, told you. He left us alive. So he'll be back in a minute. Hey guys, we're here. So man. We got it. I made some with uh, this was all like I said, wild game. But I did some deer, uh, pig, turkey, chili one time. Okay. Uh, you know all you know stuff people hunted, put in the freezer. Uh, man, it was off the chain, like a wild game chili. Man, wow. that stuff was good. I've had some good chilies, man. I. People, there's some people that made some really good chili. I don't know why my phone updates every. There's got to be a setting in my phone that I can do automatic updates other than Tuesday nights. But it's been doing that for like the last three weeks. It, at, least I, you, at least you froze in a good pose, though. You were kind of like, was I? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it was mm, like you did yeah. it on purpose. Now it's just for some reason the last like two or three weeks it like updates but it automatically restarts my phone i run my internet runs off my phone at home here so i had to wait for it to turn back on but so what do we talk about chili did y'all have a discussion on chili kind oh, of I, just, I just talked about like a wild game chili with uh okay. deer turkey and, and pig uh i didn't follow up your question i had a feeling where you were going to go with it but i didn't i didn't run with it well so my ahead. question is is i know people up north that put sugar into their chili. They do the same thing. We that's don't right down there. here. I don't. At least I don't. Oh, um, that's not where I thought thing. you were going. Oh, what were you going to go with? I thought you were going to go with the whole beans and chili. Oh, you got to have beans and chili. It's not chili it's without beans. It's not chili without beans. Yeah. So I'm I'm more, I live here, you know, Chicago, but I'm more of a southern guy, man. My family right. originated from South Georgia. Oh, right on. Okay. I was born in Miami. I'm I'm from the South, man. I'm a South guy, but you know, I was just raised here, so I see a lot of stuff is weird to me sometimes that, that people eat. So I, I I've I've had Cincinnati chili a couple of different ways. One Cincinnati chili uses like the sugar and it's more sweet. Could not stand it. Then I've had Cincinnati chili. It's just whatever chili you make, but you just put it on top of noodles. I can go with that. I'm okay with that. But now let me ask you this. Have you guys ever had chili on top of rice? Pretty I've heard of it. I've never had it. Pretty amazing. Just yeah, saying. I, mean, I, I can see that being good. And we're not saying baked beans in, in Gabriel. We're talking like kidney beans. Red kidney beans is what I – that's our go-to bean in chili. I don't yeah. know what you guys use, but – Pintos, use work, kidney pintos beans. work good. Pintos, pintos aren't bad. Yeah, pintos aren't bad. Sure, yep. I could yeah, go but, either way on the on the beans and the chili. I mean, I, I'm not a. It doesn't matter to me either way. Chili's chili. You could put yeah. chopped up little children fingers in there almost, and I, I would eat it. I wouldn't care. The the views of Clover Tech do not re re represent uh, Ghost Hats <laughs> or any of its affiliates. <laughs> no, um, I want to try some chili and rice though. 
Oh, you just get some rice, and now we eat a lot of sticky rice because my wife's Japanese and she makes the Japanese rice and stuff, which is amazing, by the way. But you just go get minute rice, you know, Uncle Ben's minute rice or whatever, whatever, and and just just get a scoop of it, put the the chili on top of it. Really good, really really good. Nice. Um, Jacob oh. S is what kind of rice? Right? Well, I I my wife makes like the sticky rice, and it's a Japanese rice brand uh, we have but we have a, a rice steamer like a, a an actual from japan that steams the rice and makes it and all that we don't use microwaves and all that it's, it, it takes about 30 to 45 minutes for it to to do its thing but yeah yeah now red beans and rice oh, i love me some red beans and rice i had yes. that i had that a few uh a few weeks ago, we went to Razoo's, which is a Cajun joint down here. I don't know if it's they have. I don't, it's a chain, but I don't know that they have them everywhere. Anyway, and my go-to, I'm not a big seafood guy, but man, they yeah. got uh, red beans and rice with andouille sausage. Oh my god, that stuff oh, is yeah, phenomenal. It's good, man. It's good. Yeah. Now, Moo out there says you must rinse your rice. Yeah. So my wife will put it. She'll measure it out. That she that she wants an amount, put it in water. You got to wash it, scrub it, all that. Get all that starch, the excess starch off of it. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that before I married her a long time ago. But yeah, that's that's a thing. If you want to make sticky rice, you've got to got to rinse it and almost like scrub off all of the excess starch of that rice before you try to steam it to make sticky rice. I almost sure. prefer a, I almost prefer a brown rice. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but I guess it depends on what it's in. You know, if I'm eating like a, any type of like an Asian food, like the Genghis mm -hmm. Grill or something, I like the I I prefer the brown rice for, for some reason. Yeah, yeah, me too. Now, when I was in Texas, I went to a place called Turkey Leg Hut. Turkey Leg Hut. Yes. Okay. Amazing. And I had a stuffed turkey leg. It was stuffed with dirty rice. Ooh. Oh, dirty rice is good stuff. Yes. Oh man, it was kind of kind of spicy and the turkey mm -hmm. leg, the meat's falling off the bone, man. Mm -hmm. Now, was that your first time to ever have dirty rice? No, I've had oh. dirty rice before, but that was the first okay. time on a turkey leg. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I never heard of that, but that sounds great. But yeah, dirty rice is good wow. stuff. Well, uh, so one of my favorite things, and it originated in Okinawa, where my wife is from, over in Japan. And most people that know me know this about me, but um, my one of my favorite things in this world is called taco rice, and it's taco meat, lettuce, cheese, tomato, whatever you would sour cream, whatever you would want on a, on a normal taco. But instead of a taco shell, you put it over sticky rice, and it's oh yeah, That's unbelievable. Oh, I got a dish, my Mexican lasagna dish. Ooh, a Mexican lasagna. Please share. That's I love Mexican food and I love lasagna. So please share what this is. It's like uh, I got it from like this Mexican lady I used to work with. And it it's was like, like an enchilada almost, or what? Yeah, it's basically like a like you would make a pan of lasagna, but it's all mm -hmm. like uh, you know ground beef, taco seasoning, all, all, the, and all that stuff. Everything yeah. that would go in a taco, basically, like you just said. So Ooh, you got, but it's that got sounds like what what. Uh, ARWG is talking about with his lasagna almost sounds like something we do. It it's kind of is like a lasagna, but we just call it like Mexican casserole. But we use tortillas, so <laughs> like corn chips, right? Like like at the restaurant, the corn chips, right? Not like soft tortillas mm -hmm. or anything. 
that would be more like the layers of pasta. But yep. then we do, but then we do seasoned chicken oh. with with all kinds of pepper, <laughs> and then you get like some cream of mushroom or cream of chicken yep, soup, chicken. and you spice that up with some rotel, some hot rotel, and then put all kinds of cheeses in there with it, diced tomatoes, and and bake, yeah, and bake it. Oh, yeah. oh, it's good. Yes, yeah. good stuff. That sounds even better, man. Damn. But it's real similar to what you're talking about. Yeah, with chicken. I gotta try it with chicken. That's pretty good. Um, there was a question up here. Oh, Jacob S says, has anybody ever had Wagyu beef? I think it's Wagyu, but, um, uh, Japanese there's Wagyu. You've got Kobe, you've got several different, uh, yeah, it's, I've been very blessed when we were younger. My wife's uncle had a steakhouse, a Korean steakhouse there in Okinawa. So when we go, oh, so yeah, um, yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, you go get now. Uh, I'd say if I ever come back in a second life, you know what I want to be? I want to be a um, a Kobe beef cow. That's what I. Those things are like massaged every day. Like they live like the life of a king until they're slaughtered, obviously. But they live the life of a king. They get massages every day. They, I mean, it's it's crazy how they take care of these things. Um. <laughs> Let's see here. Midnight says someone's talking nonsense in here. Yeah, we've we've all decided that a hot dog is not a sandwich, so you know you can just. Uh, I'm not convinced, but I got to go along with it. Okay, so we're gonna find out. He said it's called wagyu. Let's go actually ask the Japanese. Hey, Risa. Hey, hey can you come here for a second? <laughs> yeah, so I got a question. Let's prove it. Oh, funny. Here we go. Guess we'll, we'll wait this one out. Somebody's in trouble. All right. Is it Wagyu beef or Wagyu beef? Wagyu. So up yours, Travis. Because <laughs> I mean, you know shit about the Japanese language. It's Wagyu. There you go. There Wagyu. you go. Okay. <laughs> he said, oh, okay, this place is full of weirdos. <laughs> um, okay, so you may hate me for this. Does anyone not like bear? Like the meat? I've never had bear. I don't plan on eating bear. Have y'all ever had bear? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you I had bear? Is, is yeah. that a thing? I'm, dude, I've ate. I've ate coyote and bobcat and okay, yeah. no, 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 that's just fucking weird. So stop no, there. I'm just but saying, I'm, yeah, that's, bear, there's an animal. Is, I probably is ate bear. It. Yeah, but is bear a thing? Anyone can eat bear if you're just if if it's what's there. But is like eating bear a thing? Like, is uh, that like a legit thing? It's definitely not around in my part of the country, and I can't okay. speak for others. But oh, okay, now he's saying beer. Oh. Dirty dog. Does anyone like beer? He got us going down a weird rabbit Man, hole on a typo. Hell, he's bear. Appreciate that. <laughs> Spent 30 minutes on a typo. Now, and of course, now we got the bear eaters. Black and of course, Moo drops in. Black bear is delicious. Of course, you would know that. I've Fucking never weird. had gator. Ooh, gator's good. I'm not, I wouldn't eat gator. No. No. I, I'm one of those weird ones. I, I stick to like chicken, beef, and, beef, and pork. That's pretty much, and then I'll eat shellfish, like 
crab, lobster, shrimp. I don't like fish at all. Um, I basically will stick with beef, pork, chicken, and that's that's what I go with. I'm just one of those people. Uh, Frank Moses says gator is good. I've heard a lot of people think that gator is good. I just never had it. I don't see myself um, ever trying gator. Um, I, 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 I like some things with venison and deer. Like, I, I love summer sausage. I love deer jerky. Um, deer chili is not bad if it's done right. But Buck says that gator chili is good. I want to have to take your word on it, bro. I, I, and someone's saying gator jerky. I, I, I don't see myself ever having gator, but I, I, you know, I heard a lot of people do like it. Interesting. Um, gator is a great friend, especially so. Right. Yeah, yeah I agree with Frank out there. Says gator is good. Tastes like chicken. Yeah, depending on how it's cooked. Is it? Is uh, it really? I mean, there's a lot of yeah, like yeah. They no, it is. Yeah, for me, like chicken and well, all that for stuff, me, yeah. for me, gator, frog, and snake. Depending on how it's cooked, it it. Basically, it's chicken. <laughs> and you just named three things that I'll never eat. So I'll take your word on Gator, it. Frog, and snake. Yeah. I have heard that snake does taste like chicken. Um, I know a lot of people, especially down here, that love uh, frog legs. Um, not going to try it. That's just that's nasty to me. Um, but yeah. Mandatory carry says, shit, we got to all send Gator, uh, go some Gator meats. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably grill it. Uh, do you grill it? I mean, is yeah. that what you do with gator? You you grill it? Okay, I've, well, sure. I've, I've, I've had it fried. It. I mean, we fry everything around here. Yeah, so. I don't even know what to eat tonight, man. I know it's. I'm getting hungry, aren't you? Now, food chats always fuck me over because I I want to eat. Come here, the battle pup. Come here, baby. She's sniffing around. She's getting big. Um, hey, you say hi to everybody. Say hey hi guys, to I got to get ready to take off, man. Peace out, brother. Thanks for joining. This has been the craziest live I've <laughs> ever been a part of. This is not what we usually Thank do, but sometimes it's nice to just have fun, you know? No, that's this is this is good. This is good. I Be learned good. a lot, man. But yeah, I got to get out of here, man. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks for having me, bro. Later. You got it, man. He, he did not realize what he stepped into, did he? No, well, he he came on the, uh, on the night that uh, free for alls. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Uh, Go check him out though, ARWG man. If, you, if you're out there yeah. and you had, they Good have a channel. lot of fun. They have a lot yeah. of fun over there for sure. He does a nightly chat, probably I don't know nightly, at least probably four or five chats a week, and they're yeah, always- he he corks you there almost every week. So yeah, it's all good. I think he's doing a great job. So. um yeah, my to eat list. So Jacob says my to eat list: black bear, moose, elk, alligator, snake, wild turkey, antelope, and pronghorn. Okay, get What's pronghorn? Do I know? What's that? Do you know? Pronghorn is. How do I explain it? I might need to Google this. Yeah, Google a picture of it. Pronghorn. It's a, a well, it's I don't like want to say like a deer. gazelle, but it's a, a gazelle, it's a, it's a deer. Antelope. It's a, yeah, it, gazelle, it's a deer. antelope. It's in those yeah. families. Yeah, it's, it's a deer. It. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So like, oh, I yeah. don't want to say because it, it kind of has a, almost like a goat type mm. body too. So I don't want to lie and say it's one family or another. Kind of cross between a goat and a deer. Yep. Um, Which we haven't mentioned eating well, hey. goat, but goat's good. 
Yeah. By the way, G does bring up uh, America has three shooting gold medals, and I believe one of them is from Arkansas. Um, hold on just a second here. I think this is, she's about 30 minutes from me. Who I think it is. I kind of wondered when the last time the men won gold in air rifle. Do you know, G? Did it say? Because it seems like it's been a while since the men have won. It, men or women, either one. Well, no, because there was a woman last time that won for the first time in a while, I think, in air rifle. But we get dominated by Asian countries a lot of times with air rifle for whatever reason. Kale Browning is the one that's from Arkansas. So uh, not the one that won gold. But yeah, yeah unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, Roe didn't make it. Roe didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, but Kale Browning's from about half an hour from here uh, is made the Olympics is competing. So. Yeah, so G says pronghorn is antelope. There you um, go. There you go. Elk is also, I've heard elk is good, but I, I like I said, I, I really, oh, thanks, Gary. Gary put our double G's channel out there, so go check him out. Awesome. And John says he's hungry now. Yeah, I, I'm hungry too. Uh, going to drink beer and eat a bacon mac and cheese. Bacon mac and cheese. Now, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Oh, bacon. Everything's better with bacon, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no um, doubt. <laughs> Jesus, you could walk up and pet a stupid deer. Apparently, this pronghorn antelopes are hard to hunt. So, see you, John Z. Appreciate it. Go check out John. He didn't, but uh, good, good buddy, good buddy. And he's he's a verified human. Um, let's see here. He says you're you're lucky to get within six hundred yards of an antelope. Is what G says. Ram, sheep, and mule deer. Man, you guys are crazy. Minotaur carriers got to hit the rack. Peace out. Get some good night's sleep. Jacob has another question. He says, I have a question. If I'm looking to buy a new... Oh, shit. He's going to get into freaking actual gun shit. Good. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, I, need, I need to put the gun hat on here. Um, I'm looking to buy a new object from a hunting rifle, and I'm wanting to get a 3x9x40. What are some good suggestions when using a 30 6 so I can give you some good suggestions on some optics, but he, this guy over here right there is probably going to be able to, so if you're talking 30 out six with a three by nine, um, three to nine by 40, mm -hmm. I know that you've got a couple brands that you've been pretty loyal to. Um, you want to talk about those? So first, let me give you the status quo answer that a lot, a lot of people's going to give you um, as far as, you know, three to nine by 40, hunting style 30 30 duplex that sort of stuff um bushnell simmons which is essentially the same company uh sure. for the money great great stuff that's a lot of the things you see on the combo rifles that you find uh the big box stores and stuff uh, a lot of times you'll see a simmons or a bushnell uh and they work really well for that for that purpose um it depends on if you want to go low end or high end if you want to go a little bit higher end the glass is absolutely phenomenal look at sturka st uh, y R K A. That's Sturka. what I figured you were going to bring in. Um, up yeah. Now that's going to be at the higher end, and that's not a thousand dollar scope. That's not a loophole or some crazy. If you want to get that crazy, five six hundred. Yeah. If you want to get that crazy, go for it. Right. Uh, Sturka's probably going to run you in the neighborhood of three hundred 
400, something like that. Yeah, uh, also, Night Force or loophole and spin yeah. anywhere for about five grand for one if you want to do that. Also, in the in the lower, what I would call the lower end of top tier. Also, you can look into SWFA. Uh, it's got some good stuff. Now, if you're talking more budget minded, um, look into the Sightmark uh, or look into the Barska stuff. I was going to um, say Barska. I've I've had some Barska yeah. Barskas. They're pretty good. And like you said, Bushnell. Anything Bushnell is going to be quality. I promise you. I've been using Bushnell for other stuff besides optics also for a long time. Um, and they're going to back up all their products with a good warranty. So if anything does happen, but yeah, I knew you were going to bring up Barska. Um, but yeah, um, what was that one you were telling me about not too long ago? Good Lord. I don't know. Like scope. Yeah, you had, you hear me? Yeah, there you go. You're back. Yeah. There was a weird, weird one that I had never, maybe like from Europe or something that I had never heard of them. You said they're, they're pretty good, but they're just, they're not really, I can't remember what it was. I had never heard it before. What? Meopta? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There was there was one that I'd never heard of, but you said was pretty salty. Not you know, not high, high end, but not low, low end, but it's pretty pretty solid for the price. I can't remember what it was though. It was yeah, when we were talking a while ago about uh long range with the six five creed and all that. You were talking, oh, you know, we were you know, we were talking about different scopes and all that, and that was there was one you brought up that I'd never heard of before. Well, Zeiss, right? Because that's high yeah. end. That's, that's uber high end. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even have thought. Of, I wouldn't even think about getting one of those. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Those are I've never heard of. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the chat can spark our memory. So if you're out there, I throw in some names of some uh, like mid level price yeah, overseas. Um, yeah, scope companies. Overseas whatever. scope companies. Can't remember. God, what was it? I had never heard of, but I remember we were looking. You brought it up, and I was like, hey, "Who the hell is that?" And we started looking them up on the online, and I was like, "Oh, that's not really not bad." It was like five, six hundred dollars um, for something that's going to reach out to a thousand, you know, twelve hundred yards or whatever. I was like, "Oh, okay." Was it Osprey? No, it wasn't Burris. No, I know Burris. Um, yeah, it wasn't Osprey. No, it was a. We- if I remember, it was like a weird name because I was like, "What the hell is that?" I was like, "Right." Start saying like Gazoon type to you or something, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, though. And it might not have been you. Well, that's true, too. But usually, but usually you're the ones I talk to stuff about that stuff. But I don't remember. It wasn't Burris, though. I know that because I know Burris. I've got Burris over there. Uh, Schmidt Bender. Ah. Schmidt Bender is expensive, though. Yeah, is this not like a five six hundred dollar one? No. Now, do they have five or six hundred dollar models? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe okay. if it's an older one or something, they might. It's been better. Was there was something you brought up, and we right. started looking online. And I was finding one for like five or six hundred dollars, and I was like, "Oh, that's really not that bad." If it's that good quality, that's a steal. But I, I don't remember what it was. So you're saying it probably wasn't Schmidt Bender because they're probably not going to have it that six hundred dollars. Uh, I'm pretty sure if we were if we were talking about it, it was not. I wouldn't bring Schmidt and Bender up unless we were talking really high end stuff. Okay, and we were not because we were talking about putting on like a Savage Stealth, so we would not be talking about getting a five thousand dollar scope for a thousand dollar. Well, we might, but um, I right. I, probably, I probably wasn't talking about that. Right. Um. 
there's so many optic companies out yeah, there. I don't know. Oh, it's, really it's crazy. It's really not. What an Athlon, right? No, no, no. I've heard of Athlon. You know? Yeah. This was something I'd never heard of. Yeah. And I might not ever hear about it again. You just never know. Obviously not monster. Oh, Swarovski. That might be it. Okay. So it, was, it was definitely European that I was like, oh, Gazoontite, you know. Or does it sound familiar? But that very well could have been. Right. And I don't remember that name. So very well. Could now be. that's that's I definitely they've got some cheaper models that could be down in that range, but uh, Swarovski's is fairly high end. Mm. What the hell's G spamming my shit about hit or miss text chat? I don't know. Yeah, go go watch the hit or miss. I'm cool with that. Makes no difference to me. Is Vortex out of fashion? No. I think what Vortex has done though is they in the in the recent years they've been really focusing on owning. Uh, red dots and LPVOs. Uh, I would say that they make one of the better. I'm not going to call them budget because they're not cheap, cheap, but value for the money LPVOs out there and red dots or red dots are phenomenal value. Uh, they're not necessarily cheap, but they're not night force loophole, you know, all of that uh, EOTEX even. Um, but yeah, Vortex is still really, really, really big in the uh, red dot and LPVO. Where I'm sure they're big on scopes. I'm just not a long range guy. I don't hunt, so I'm not big into the scope thing. The closest I get is LPVOs, and they, they make a great LPVO. Nikon is good. Everything that Nikon puts out, though, is really quality. Use Nikon stuff that's not in the firearms realm with my other life. Um, as well he said good news well what is it g because i'm not going to quit the show to run over to check out hit or miss so if you fake. would be a, a peach he meant he meant fake news not good news he, oh it was, okay. a it was a typo yeah uh, well maybe yeah. fake news is good news i don't know um I, i'm I, he says no check it out i i'm not leaving my own show to go check out the text chat and, and hit or miss so like i said if you'd be a daisy I'd appreciate if you maybe spread the good news for the well, others. So I'm over there and I don't, I don't see anything. I don't understand what the big news is. I'm not listening to anything, obviously, because I can't listen to two things. Well, he one doesn't say anything. He just says in the text chat. So I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't see anything. So anyway. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm not going to worry about it then. Yeah. Moving um, on. Uh, oh, snap. Oh, well, that's not news. I've known that for. <laughs> I was told not to say anything. Yeah, I've known That's that cool. for a while, and yeah, yeah. So, no. so it's they've actually made it out there it's that you know, it's official. Man, man, now maybe they've done another another baby tardot. Um, a baby tardot. No, I wonder if they're about the baby out of the dungeon. So, no. Well, eventually it will have to. After about nine months, it's, you can't be in the dungeon any longer, right? Oh, okay. He says they're not really talking about it. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. What the hell is, is, I don't, I don't, I, I don't. Frank speak. Moses now getting back onto the scope thing. He's talking about Pentax. I've had some Pentax over the years. I had a Pentax red dot at one time and, uh, yeah, I had pretty good service out of those. 
uh, I, I've shot them. I've never owned one, so I I, don't, I have very. This limited. was back. This yeah. was back before red dots were really popular. You got to understand, yeah. but yeah. um, it was a fairly good size. It's probably the size of Neotech, you know, or something nowadays. But um, yeah, had really good service out of it. Hmm. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, I remember what I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that the dots that we used were Trigicon. Uh-huh. Probably I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure they were Trigicon. The old school ACOGs, man. Probably. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were ACOGs, but I'm pretty sure they were Trigicon. And I and and and, and I didn't particularly like them. I mean, they were obviously nice to have, but I've never been a big ACOG fan. Uh, honestly, I, I don't like the reticle of the ACOG. Um, they were, were they so, kind of like a, trying to think what they even look like, but they're, they used to look like a, a triangle with the, the drops and, and all that below. It was just a triangle. Um, no, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the, the, the aesthetics, the, you know, or oh, whatever. They look kind of like that. Like that. Oh yeah, it's not. Yeah, the I mean, it's, 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 it's ACOG ish, um, and that's just a prism scope. But uh, they're kind of got the ones that we had, kind of tube, 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 then flared out at the end. Uh, well, hell, let's just see if I can go find one. They got this thing called Google Trigicon ACOG. Let's do image search. So. All right. For those in the audio podcast world, we apologize. Yeah, but we apologize. But so let me share screen tab share. So I don't know if you can see that or not, but. Oh yeah, the one I've got's way older than that, Jen. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. This, that's not. I mean, but I mean, that's kind of what they've all looked like. No, uh, the one I've got doesn't. Yeah. This to see if I can go and find. So far, I don't see it. One I've got is more of a one I've got is more of a reflex. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. And I haven't seen anything yet. Kind of like that one. Uh-uh. No, well, I mean, maybe kinda, but I mean, in a very retro fashion. So no, not really. Type up into the top. Put old Trigicon ACOG or something. Old. <clears throat> Yep, there it is. There you go. Now that oh. has no mount or anything else on the bottom, but yeah, I've got two. It of actually is the Trigicon Reflex. Uh huh. The ACOG Reflex, damn. yeah. I'll be damn. That's, that's why crazy. I think that's like the very first Trigicon. Really? I think. Huh. Don't quote me on that. Wow. That's pretty cool. 
Now, mine's a little bit different. Mine's got the ones I have, they have like a sunshade on the front, and they've got obviously that has no mounts on the bottom. So, mine have the mounts and everything. But yeah, I've got one on my FAL. Works great. Yeah. I didn't know that Trigicon made a reflex. I mean, it's all tritium powered or whatever. So, I mean, it's got the orange chevron and inside. And yeah, I like it. Frank says the Israelis make good stuff. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. We're coming up on an hour and a half on an absolute free-for-all bullshit show. If you guys have any other things that you guys want to talk about or questions and all that, now is the time to mention them because if nothing really comes in, then we're going to bust out. Uh, any other questions that you guys have um, for me or for Clover? I'm not saying that Clover will answer anything, but I'll answer anything that I can answer. I would have to consult my lawyer first. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Frank says he loves the FAL. Yeah. Right uh, arm of the free world, my friend. FAL see. over AR-10 all day, every day. That's my opinion. Oh, I'd have to agree with that. No doubt. Um, I'm, if yeah. you're talking 308 anyway, now the beauty of the AR-10 is you can do other calibers. Or if we're talking 308, give me an FAL all day, every day. Yeah. There was one that... Um, Jacob says, has anybody gone to any summer socials or fairs? I've got a plan to make a big, huge trades day, maybe, this uh, the next week or so. Well, heck, I guess mm -hmm. it's this weekend, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would love to go. I, I've went ahead and applied and got approved and all that for NRAM. But it's Labor Day weekend, and I'll, I'll be busy at work on holiday weekends are crazy. Um, USCCA still a possibility. There's a thing called Triggered. It's through Antares Alliance. It's going to be over in South Carolina, I want to say, in October. I'm really going to maybe try to make that if I can't make anything else. Um, but, yeah, Wanamaker's in November. Then we got Shot coming up. And I, I mean, it sounds weird, but Clover and I were already talking Shot yesterday about um, when we're going to be going in, possible um, housing and all of those options. So I, mean, I know it's July, but that's how Ford I'm looking to shot. Uh, love it. But yeah, Wanamaker's in November. Uh, NRAM is uh, Labor Day weekend. USCCA is in early October in Fort Worth. Wanamaker's in Tulsa, November, then shot. And um, yeah, can't wait can't wait um let's see here okay g23 says uh let's talk about how little the 2a has commented on the two atf comment periods there's a reason why they put them during the summertime bro the summertime historically and it's not just for atf comment periods but the industry never has anything during the summer typically um Gun sales and gun shops are typically way down during summertime um, because people are traveling. They're doing other things with family because of summer vacation and all that. 
guns are typically not on the minds of the average American during the summertime. So there's a reason why a lot of this stuff is happening right now because they know that the gun community slash industry is not prevalent during the summertime. Don't think that they just happen to pick the times of the three months that summer vacation is going on that they choose to make the 90 days comment period. You're naive if you think that they did that by random guessing. Just saying. Um, but yeah, it is disappointing that more people aren't so, commenting. But let's just let's just be real about why it was chosen to be that time. Go ahead. So G Webs would know the numbers on the others, but I'm curious is because we're <laughs> we're being Debbie Downer and we're dogging on the two A community for not commenting. There's ninety six thousand comments on one, best I can tell, and one hundred twenty two thousand on the other. Compared to the other comment periods, where does where does those stand? Because those don't look like horrible numbers to me. So I'm 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 at a loss here. Wrong, <clears throat> wrong pipe. Sorry. No, I, I think that <clears throat> those aren't bad numbers, and I and I think that they're <clears throat> damn. They're probably great numbers considering, <clears throat> like I said, the time of year. Because, once again, there's no industry shows going on during the summertime for a reason. There's right. very little that happens gun industry-wise. There are very few even like rollouts of new products during summertime for the gun industry because of the typical vacation and all that. The best time for the industry and all that is usually like October through March, maybe even February. Once it starts warming up, as far as the industry and the community goes, that's just what it is. But like I said, if you think that there's a, if you think that the ATF chose the comment periods for these two things just randomly. It just happened to be June, July, August. Just went with some diet root beer and went down the wrong pipe. And um, yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it just fine. Oh, hopefully. Uh -huh. I was worried about you. Yeah, man. It's all good. G says here are the past numbers for reference. So he did put out there on Minuteman University, which is he does. All I can call the stuff. So, yeah, it's out there. Go check that link up. Now, Patriot says, um, well, obviously, Clover hasn't been watching. Where 50% seem to be positive for banning. So, um, uh, so we had a, so what we've got is we got a flood of, maybe just like not we did, 50, but more than he thinks. Just he like thinks. we did with the uh, second bump stock period, is we had uh, an issue to where late in the game there was a flood of mm -hmm. people coming in. Uh, for the wrong side. Yeah. 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 90, 95,000. According to Minuteman over there on the bump stock, uh, the March bump stock, March 2018, we had okay. 80,000 80, on the SS 109 M855. Um, then, uh, do you does it say what we had on the first bump stock? That was like uh, 73,000 something okay. on the first okay. stabilizing brace. Sorry, the first stabilizing brace. We had 73,000 to one back in That's December. 
And that's when they cut it off after two days. So we've got so we've got more. Yeah, so we've got more. But yeah, according to them, and no, I haven't been watching G read the stuff. Unfortunately, no, I haven't either. I've been I've been working. Um, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, um, as a matter of fact, in the description of this chat right here, we always put the links to the two ATF comment periods to both of them. Um, the receivers and the uh, stabilizing brace. So in every one of these podcasts, you check the description, there's links to both of them and every single one we put out there. So <clears throat> go check those out. Um, Jacob, you need to come down, bro, because he says the Tulsa Gun Show happened one time a year. It happens every April and every November in Tulsa, Oklahoma, twice yep. a year. Has uh, for 60 years. For 60 years. <laughs> and... Right. um. Why has he got to calm down to keep putting it out there or something? Because we're not reading it. Who? Jacob, you said, or did you no, say come down? Come, he needs to come on down to oh, Tulsa. 100%. You yeah. need to come down. Well, you're in South. In- we will see you in November, Jack. <laughs> you need to get a hold of, uh, well, I won't call him budget, but MK Outdoor Journal, but, uh, and also. Roll call. They drove down and roll calls in Indiana somewhere. But I mean, it, yeah, definitely. Um, you need to show up to Tulsa 100%. Now, Jacob is He'll in where? This, Indiana? Be, he's in Southern Indiana, Southern Indiana. So you'll yeah. never be the same again. You'll never look at a normal gun show the same. I guarantee you probably could <laughs> carpool too. So that would help. Yeah, he needs to get a hold of, of Mike and roll call. Yep. Might be able to jump on board with them, you know. Yep. Um, just bring some gas money and be willing to drive, and I think you'd probably be welcome in that vehicle. Yep. Don't know yeah, why it's, uh, it's awesome. If you've never, and that's just for anyone, if you're ever able to make it to Tulsa every April, every November for the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show, it is amazing. And there's always going to be at least probably – six to ten of us around and sometimes there's up to 35 of us um but there's always going to be some of us around i only live a few hours from there so it's even better clover makes it at least once most of the time he makes it both times a year um 11 I've been, Bravo front, what's I've, up? I've been, i gotta defend myself here okay yeah, yeah i've been every single time with the exception of it getting canceled for like five years now well, I, I mean i didn't know I, it, it's there's there's so many things we go to i know there are yeah. some that i can't go to because of work yeah. but um yeah i go at least once a year i try to go twice a year but i'll tell you what i go to at least one of them every Gizzard year gary has got a pretty good track now stop lives there so he's, well they he's can't exempt, but, not because, but yeah. and gizzard's pretty darn close but gizzard's made it I think every time think I've been except for one distance. Yeah, I think there's about the same distance that I am on the opposite side. It's that four hours, three and yeah. a half, four hours. Yeah, and y'all are just a little bit closer <clears throat> than me, not much. Yeah. A few hours, a couple of hours, maybe. Oh, he said uh eleven Bravo Grunt is Mario. This is his B channel. I did not know that. Well, Boy. what's up, Mario? Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Tulsa is great, and and I know that we 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 try to get G to get out there and, and set up maybe a one of his tours and all that. But um, we've done bar we've done cookouts, <clears throat> barbecues, whatever you want to call them. We've done cookouts. We've done all sort. We've gone to dinner all together. 
when there's a group of us, we're always going to do something. And we'll, if there's way a lot of like one year, there was like 30 something of us. So we, we basically took over a hotel. Um, we just stayed in the lobby and just basically took over the hotel, but we rented a house before we had, I don't know, 10, 12 of us in that house did a big cookout. I mean, we're going to, we're all going to hang out and all that. So it's, it's, yeah. If, uh, if you ever get a chance out there to, and you want to go to the world's largest gun show, April and November, the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms show, it is something that sh- it's, sh- it's a bucket list for any person that's a firearms guy. So, so he uh, said, I don't know if I can go in November, number one deer for arms season, November 22nd through 29. Well, we're talking about the very first weekend or something in November, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. So you're good. Well, matter of fact, I'll go and look at it right now. So one and there we go. I directed type in two letters. It is November 13th and 14th. There you go. It looks like. That's like two weeks before deer season. Yeah. November 13th and 14th. Well, week before. So yeah, I mean it, it's it's definitely worth it, um, and and people will say, well, it's too far to drive. I'm not saying to fly. If you ever have to fly, John Z's flown down from uh, New York. Um, you've Stop got Scott's flown down from Connecticut. If you want to fly down and you're worried about getting rides and getting picked up, there's going to be at least six, seven people with their own vehicles. That's not going to be sure. We'll make sure you get picked up. We'll get you to the back from the show. We got you. So that is not an issue. Figure out how to get to Tulsa, and we got you from there. How about that? You know, I'm spoiled with hunting because if you have to, you know, here's the thing. I'm totally spoiled with hunting, apparently, because Pat Hirsch out there uses the same excuse. I hear this excuse in November. I heard it with the 2A rally in November way back when. I hear it with, with that. Um, that's like, that's hunting season here. And I'm like, you can't, you can't miss a weekend of your hunting season. It's like, how limited is your windows seriously to get a deer? I mean, how hard is it to, it's like, is there three deer in your entire state or something? I I don't, it's like, I don't get it. And maybe I'm just blessed where I live, but it, that makes no sense to me how sacrificing one weekend of a hunting season is the end of the world, especially to go to the largest gun show in the world, uh, which is an amazing experience far beyond what you're going to have by getting a deer on a weekend that I could do any weekend of the year randomly. Just doesn't make any sense to me. But again, I live in a different part of the world and I have a different mentality when it comes to hunting. So, And I don't hunt, so it doesn't mean shit to me. So. If I wanted to get a deer, I could just go on my front porch literally any night of the year, and I've got six of them that visit our front yard every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I could drive three miles down the road to family land. And run, and run like, one over. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, literally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Buck went uh, this past Buck's April. In. Buck, he, he drove up with me. Uh, that was his first one, and... Yeah, I think, I'm waiting I think, on Buck. I want to see Buck buy that thirty-five thousand dollar lever action. That's what I want. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Uh, so we were looking. He was looking for a a. Uh, he was looking for a forty-four Magnum or a three fifty-seven Magnum lever action rifle. 
and we were down there looking and, and he finally I we were looking and he goes, I found it. I was like, nice. And I said, how much? And he said, 350. And I was like, nice. And I looked at it, I was like, damn, that's a really that's a beautiful rifle. And I looked at the price tag and I think he thought he saw the, the three, five, zero and thought it was like dot zero, zero. And I said, bro, that's $35,000. Those two zeros are part of the price. Oh yeah. But it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous rifle. Um, but I was looking for an M one grand and I never really found one that I thought was worth the money. Now remember April and want to make her this time. It was just bat shit crazy for about 90% of the guns there. It's just crazy prices. He should have, if nothing else, he should have had you take a picture with him with that. Now that, now that we should have done for sure. There's no doubt about it. Um, and at least he could brag about holding a $35,000 lever action. Yeah. Uh, he says he's paying off his credit cards right now. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Right. Uh, I remember we were, I was looking for an M1 Grand, and I was and I saw a bunch of SKSs that were going for like twelve hundred dollars, and I was like, you knock a the one off of that, and I might be interested, but I'm not paying a thousand dollars too much for an SKS. The M1 Grands, the ones that I found that I was be willing to pay the price on were just absolute thrash. Then it was they weren't in good shape. Um, so I'm wanting to see November what prices are because we all we can find some decent deals and you found some great deals, but you had to really find a needle in the haystack to find a great deal there in April. Um, uh, not really. You just have to be open minded and open ended on what you're looking for. Well, quite honestly, right, because I was looking for specific things, you were looking for deals no matter what they were. So that helps. The two I got were awesome deals, and neither one was on my list. Right of, right of things to look for. So you have right. to, first of all, you have to be aware of different things that exist in the world. Right. And that's where you have to step outside that comfort zone of only liking ARs or only liking polymer pistols or only liking this or only liking that. Um, and then second of all, that's where you have to, that way you're aware and then be open to, if I run across something that's not on my list, that's a deal. I'm going to snag it. Yeah, it's just one of those where you're going to get, I'm not going to lie, you're going to get overwhelmed the first time you go. And you can spend two days there doing everything. You're going to get overwhelmed the first time you go. Every time you go after that, it gets better and better and better. You've got, what do they say, 4,000 tables. Is that right? 4,000 tables. It's how many acres is it? 11 acres under one roof. I think it's 11 acres under one yeah, roof. With this thing. Yep. So you could, uh, and not that we would. They'll say, if you were going to literally stop at each individual table in the weekend, you would have like seven seconds at each table and you had to move on. Yeah, it might maybe, be it might be less uh, than that. I think it's I think it's more. I think it's like twelve or fifteen, but it's not was much. It? Yeah, We're I don't remember. Seconds, yeah, not minutes, seconds. No, I I don't remember, but it's not much. Um, hang on, yeah, hang on. I'll really, go look. There are some awesome things you're gonna find there. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, 
very well could be the greatest Philly cheesesteak I've ever had in my life resides at Wanamaker. I think even now we've got Clovertack interested in the in the Philly cheesesteak. We've I've, yeah. I've turned several yeah. people. There's several of us. Me and Snob have turned several people to the dark side. But I think even now we've got Luke Skywalker himself thinking about joining the dark side with the Philly cheesesteak at Wanamaker. It's a so, ten dollar sandwich, but it's damn worth it. So here's some crazy things about the show, right? Okay. So we'll first of all, right. so first of all, it says right here that they're, ta- they're they say their show if they let everyone in exhibitors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they let everyone in, this says, well, we won't let uh, our show could be five times bigger, mm-hmm. but they like they're selective with who they let in, right? Otherwise, yeah. it could actually be a bigger show, which is crazy. And yeah. it says that they limit non, non like firearm mm-hmm. related um, is less than two percent of the show. So That's true because if you like do jerky or you yeah. do stuff like that, it's there's only make maybe three or four jerky places in the entire thing. So yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, it says right here. Uh, yeah, it says right here that if you spent the whole eighteen hours that it was open. Mm-hmm. Um, Walking the walking the tables, you would only be able to spend fifteen seconds at each table to see it all. Seconds at each table. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Now Jacob says that one of the other reasons why he's 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 getting ready to uh, be a a first time homeowner. He signs August second, so he's going to uh, purchase his first property. So congratulations. Um, cool. But yeah. Like I said, it's not going anywhere. It's been going for 60 years. It's not going anywhere. So you don't right. have to go this November. Right. And it survived uh, It survived the cough cough last year. That's so. right. It did. So it's not going anywhere. So just when you get a chance, get down there. Get I would down. say despite the crazy high prices because of the climate, it was still a good show as far as people, vendors, yeah. and whatnot being there. I mean, it wasn't skeleton crew, you know, skull and bones, nobody showing up type thing. So that was cool. Now, G-Web's out there says for what it's worth, and thanks, G, for, for putting this out. Uh, this sheds a little light on it. Because um, Patriot earlier was saying oh, like yeah, half yeah. of the comments. He says approximately 1,250 comments that he's read, and, and maybe 4% uh, have been anti-freedom. So uh, that's good. It's not near 50%, which that worried me because I was like, mm-hmm. my God, was it that bad? But uh, yeah, I mean, you could you're gonna expect that. I mean, there's it's it's a comment period for anybody, and these right. big anti-gun organizations, you know full well they're gonna turn out literally hundreds, if not thousands, of comments easily. So we have yeah. to be prepared for that. Yeah, they're gonna have their banks. Yeah, of people doing the same thing we're doing, except they're doing it for the opposite reason. So no doubt now, about it buck out there he says i bought more knives than guns <laughs> I, I, think, I think i we all did i think i walked i came home with same man. amount i bought the same amount so yeah i think i came home with maybe five or six knives yeah no yeah you did so, no no guns and five or six knives now i was happy with the knives that i came home with but uh yeah, i definitely came home with now i loaded up on targets i got a yes you did bunch of targets but uh i usually do because that's the best way to, to get them save on shipping. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You gotta check out Wanamaker. It's, it's definitely worth it. Uh, Clove, I'm going to well, give you a few extra minutes because I, I want you to talk about the Clover tax stuff, 
But I do want you to spend some time if you want to talk about the Clovertech Cards channel as well. Um. So yeah, I mean, I can do that. Um. I mean, the Clovertech channel hasn't gone anywhere. Now I did. Yeah. I did upload a video earlier. I haven't uploaded a video in a while. I've been really frustrated with the whole firearm side of things. Uh, I'm not going to mix any words or, or lie about that. Uh, other creators, the viewers out there, uh, YouTube, uh, myself, uh, unforeseen circumstances, financial situations. There's a lot of frustrations around the, the Clovertech channel. And so that's something I've been dealing with over the last, uh, actually the last couple of weeks uh, at least. Um, but prior to that, um, working on different mechanisms, things to fun. I mean, we've got to go to shows. We've got to do we got to have ammo. We got to do so many things. It costs money with the firearm side of things. It's just crazy. Um, and it, something popped up on my feed one night, about a month ago. Uh, and it was people doing uh, baseball card, sports card, opening sports card packs and doing breaks. And um, I used to be really big into that hobby back into the late, you know, 80s up through like the early 90s. Fell out of sports, fell out of sports, the mid nineties, late nineties. I haven't followed since. So like modern players and people since then, I don't know who they are, uh, but um, started a, uh, basically a sports card break channel doing uh, budget and advantage breaks. Um, and it's, it's moving along, but slowly trying to build some content with that. Just started releasing some YouTube shorts. YouTube shorts have been really great. I know you haven't had a lot of luck with them, Ghost, um, but I've had some wonderful, wonderful luck. Uh, I've got my Smith & Wesson Model 10 short on the Clovertack channel now. It's just blowing up. Um, and the cool thing about those is they blow up worldwide. I got a comment on it today that was in, in Portuguese. So I'm, I'm guessing probably Brazil. Um, nope. But... Um, Portugal. Right. Well, that's true, but but most likely it's, probably it's, Brazil. Yeah, see, yeah. mostly I think it's Brazil. But um, I've got that comment today, and then of course use Google Translate to communicate back and forth, and um, just cool stuff. But so yeah, I started uh, uh, either yesterday or today or something. Started doing some YouTube shorts on the Clovertech Cards channel to see if maybe that might uh, boost and help help grow a little quicker and stuff like that. But you know, the wonderful thing is I can have fun on there. Um, we'll do some live streams. I've done a few. We'll do some a few more. So, uh, yeah, if you're into uh, sports in general, you know, uh, especially older sports or stuff like that, check that one out. Um, but you know, more importantly, go watch the video that dropped today on the Clovertech channel because that's part of where my frustration and discouragement is 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 you know been discouraged is things have just fell off on that. Um, the um, Texas constitutional carry, man. I don't know. I guess maybe I got used to, uh, you know, the, the, the wave or the rush, you know, from covering that or something. I don't know. Uh, and when it, uh, when everything fell off, it just, I don't know, created frustrations for me, but, uh, I found, uh, found ways to deal with it in the Clovertech cards channel. So, uh, check yeah. us out uh, there. If you, uh, like I said, if you're into that sort of thing, Clover was being a little bitch there for a while. And it's okay. We love you. But he's cowboyed up. And like I said, no, I, I've actually been on, I don't know if I did a live one or not, but I, I, I've i done, I recorded some videos on the cards. I was really big into cards growing up. Yeah, there's uh, a baseball, baseball, some football, very little basketball, but big baseball guy. And I'm having a blast because I had to go back and I'll try yeah. to go find some of my old cards. And 
uh, I, I'm having a blast with it. So well, there yeah, is a, there is literally for those that are that are interested in that. There is literally there, you've been on four because there is literally there is literally a playlist over there on the channel trade oh. with ghost tactical <laughs> so, there you go. so there you go. if you uh if you want to just watch the videos yeah. where uh ghost jumps in we'll go hit up that I playlist had a blast doing Thank it you know, i look forward to doing a lot more with you too just like i said i was really big into it and um for me i have two full complete sets at one point um still have most of it um but everything from 1975 to 1990 in uh, baseball uh, right. tops. I was a, I was a tops guy. Uh, now, but, Patriot out there, he says any bowling cards? No. Now, my very first video, I, I broke. I didn't know they had bowling cards. Oh, they've got cards for every anything and everything. No. Now, the very it's, first video on the channel, I broke into an old pack of. Um, Empire Strikes Back cards and then some James Bond mm -hmm. cards. Mm -hmm. But uh, he says, I think I have a couple packs of those left. If you want to donate them to the channel, I'll break them on the channel, bro. Send them to me. I would love Maybe. to do that if, uh, you know, if you're willing. Let me know and I'll give you a shout to, uh, when I do it, of course. There you go. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I know that you've been talking about doing some um special things with the cards i know people have requested some and all that mm -hmm. um if somebody have requests or want to maybe purchase some of the cards that you have or whatever um is that okay well, to contact you or are you are you, are you at that the, point yet? I'm, I'm not really to that point yet um but that's the idea so i talked about you know being able to add a revenue stream somehow right mm -hmm. so the um the idea is the the cards that I you know break and stuff like that. I'm gonna end up making some like some mystery packs, um, mm. and there'll be certain themes. Like every card in the pack will be a Hall of Flame player, or every card in the pack will be a rookie, or every card in the pack will be an All Star. You know something along that lines. Right. Um, and of course, proceeds from that will help uh, buy more cards, obviously, to break on the channel, but hopefully mm. spill over into helping fund Clover Pack and buy ammo and do uh, other things. Uh, as yeah. well. Um, and then all of the, because you break these and you end up with so many commons. Uh, I know there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, like certain teams and maybe they want them to sure. wallpaper a man cave wall with, right. Or, or glue to the countertop and maybe lacquer over them or something like you that. Live in Cincinnati, you might like just right. any red card you can find, you know, with the reds. Yeah. And so, you know, the commons are good for that sort of stuff. Decoration. My wife is actually working on a, an idea to make coasters. Um, out of mm, cool. baseball cards yeah. and stuff. So, um, unlike the firearms, what are you going to do with firearms and stuff? You know what I mean? Um, and I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you I mean you could turn around and sell them, but it's not like we're getting firearms every day of the week. And I can buy a, a box of cards for, you know, 20 bucks. I'm getting 350, 400, 500 cards out of there. So, you know, there's an opportunity to do a lot of different things. But with those commons, uh, hit me up. Let me know your favorite teams and I'll put those back for you. Um, now I, I'm, I'm going to ask that you pay the shipping cost on them because cards are made out of paper and paper can get heavy, but, um, you know, it won't be terrible for the amount of cards you're, you're getting. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different things that we're going to be, be doing moving forward over there. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, I've been on, I, I didn't really yeah four times. That sounds about right. And I'm uh, looking forward to being on, I, I enjoy it and it, and it kind of re sparked 
um, fond memories of, of doing the collecting and um, yeah. So I've had a good time with that for sure. And it's just memory lane, you know, it's, you'll, you'll, you'll come across a card and the card isn't worth anything, but the player you'd forgotten about, you haven't heard his name in 30 years. Like, Oh snap. I forgot about that dude, you know, and, and it's right. just kind of a cool thing, you know, and, uh, and that's what it's all about. Ultimately, it's just enjoying those memories and all that. Uh, but yeah, she's uh, out there packs um, that I never plan on opening. So, um, but yeah. For sure. Well, like I said, guys, go check out Clover. Go check out our regular Gun Guys channel. Our Double G out there is doing some great stuff. Yep. Uh, and go check out Clover Tech Cards as well. Go check a lot of guys out there in the channel out there. Uh, channels. Go check out everybody's stuff. Support our whole community. Uh, like, share, subscribe to everybody. The sharing really does help. I know it sounds crazy. It might take a few more seconds than just hitting a thumbs up or a subscribe button, but a share really does help out. So if you if you find someone that you like their content and you think others might like it as well, share it, and you never know. Uh, it really does help out. So, guys, thank you so much. If you're watching live, thank you for everyone that hung out with us for the last two hours. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you, the patrons and channel members. Love you guys. If you're watching a replay or listening in podcast form, like I said, if you have any questions or comments or want to be involved in the conversation, utilize the comment section below on whatever platform that you are watching or listening on. But we do appreciate you very much, especially the ones that are always here every week in the live. So we appreciate you. Thanks to Clover at RGG for coming on and joining us tonight. We'll see you next week. Simplify.